to Jumping the Strings podcast. Thanks for tuning in this week. Today with me, I got my good friend, close associate, Jared. We actually had him on for the first episode. Sound quality was shit. So we had to delete that one. Did Johnny last week. That was a good episode. So now we've got him on this week. Jared, how you doing tonight? Good, you? Doing well now. Um, so Jared lives out here in western montana with me so kind of like before jared what got you interested in the great outdoors and what led you to where we're at now well the thing is in montana if you don't like the outdoors you probably shouldn't live in montana absolutely because there's not a whole hell of a lot to do out here so i just took up hunting you know i never really did big game hunting or anything when i was a kid it was pretty much grouse quail pheasant you know duck whatever and uh when i that was in southern oregon right and so when I moved out here to Montana, it was like, wait a second, I can shoot elk and bears and, you know, five minutes from my house or in my backyard. And uh, so I was like, well, I'm going to get into this. And, you know, that's just what everybody did out here was go go big game hunting. And so I, I just really enjoy it. It's a it's an escape from, you know, life and, and the grind of, you know, every day when you're running businesses and doing whatever. It's nice to just get out there and the camaraderie with your buddies. And, you know, a lot of times you don't shoot nothing. That's why they call it hunting instead of shooting. Killing. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you weren't, if you got something every time, it'd just be killing, yeah. not well, hunting. It's like they say, a bad day of hunting is better than a good day at work. Absolutely. How long have you been out here now? Uh, since 97. So, 97. Yep. So, you've been hunting the great Montana mountains for 23, 24 years now? Yep. Give or take? Yep. And, uh, I mean, I've done it all. Fishing, hunting, the the whole program. My favorite thing to do, actually, believe it or not, besides big game hunting, is um, there's a place about an hour north of here. And they have the nicest goose pits I've ever seen. I mean, it's like the Waldorf about, Astoria uh, of goose pits. You're talking about Up nine by, pipes? Yep, exactly. So we definitely need to get up. Oh, shit. We definitely need to get up there. So it's like uh, it's an Indian reservation. Right, yep. And uh, Flathead Indian Reservation. Your res tag. Yep, by yep. your res tag, and they let you hunt. So why don't we talk about well, so the golden goose of goose hunting at nine pipes? Well, so... If you're not Native American, you cannot hunt big game on an Indian reservation, mm -hmm. right? But you can fish and you can hunt birds or waterfowl, right? Yep. And so you just buy your uh, reservation tag, your res tag, and you can buy it daily or get a three-day or a season or whatever. And the cool thing about uh, this Nine Pipes is you can hunt pheasant, duck, geese all in the same location because you walk across these fields that you know and flush up the pheasants and uh, i mean they're right there and then the reason that it's such a hot spot is because it's a uh it's like a uh, wildlife uh what do you call it a uh like a wildlife management area a uh like a refuge right mm -hmm. wildlife and, yeah, yeah wildlife refuge wildlife management yeah and so but where the goose pits are are literally right on the edge of the border to the parking lot basically and the the refuge and so all the ducks and geese fly right over the top of these goose pits and there i mean there's like nice little benches in there fresh gravel you sit down in there have a beer eat a sandwich you know have a cigarette whatever you want to do 
and you can see the ducks and geese. I mean, they fly right. There's like, I don't know, 17, 20 pits or whatever. You're just sitting in there. You got your little pillow that you're sitting on so your ass don't get cold. You got your shotgun leaned up. I mean, it's like the nicest foxhole you've ever seen. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they come flying over. And I mean, I've shot plenty of them just not even standing up. You know, I'm just like kicked back, you know, laying on this bench like it's my couch in my living room and just shoot them right out of the sky. And the cool part about it is you don't need a dog, right, to go fetch the ducks and yeah, geese out of the water. Yeah, it's not flooded. It's dry ground, right? Because you're getting them before they get to the water mm-hmm. in the in the refuge. The sketchy part, before all you people out of state start listening to the story and deciding you want to go <laughs> to Nine Pipes and go duck and geese hunting, I'll fill you in on the whole story. It's also full of grizzly bears, mm-hmm. right off the high, right they, off the highway. They hit them on the highway. You know, like people say, "Oh, I was out driving, I hit a deer." Up mm-hmm. there, they say, oh, "I was out driving, I hit a fucking grizzly bear." Mm-hmm. And you know, I've met a lot of people from out of state that are like, "Oh, it's a good." Trust me, you might think you're big and bad until you're face-to-face with a fucking grizzly bear. There's only one alpha in that matchup, and it ain't you. And trust me, they hit them, and it's like hitting a goddamn bull. Yeah, and uh, you'll hit it, not kill it, and now it's mad. And you're in a car. (laughs) Yeah, and it's got claws the size of your fucking leg, and Mm -hmm. it's hungry. And heaven forbid you run up on it when it's got cubs with it. I'm not liking your odds at that point. As a matter of fact, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, there was a guy out there pheasant hunting. And it's, you know, it's full of willows and grizzlies love to hang out in the willows. I mean, they walk right through town up there. We're not talking black bears. We're talking fucking grizzly bears. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, he got mauled, you know, and every year, especially it's real popular up there for people to get mauled by grizzly bears. And also during archery season in Mm -hmm. Montana, because you're out there archery hunting. The bears are out of hibernation. They're hungry. You look like a fucking steak. And here's the other thing. They kill an elk or whatever. They get the elk down. You know, and they got to make trips if they're not fortunate enough to have horses or whatever to get. Well, by your second trip, you better be real careful when you. I mean, mm-hmm. shit, your first trip, you better be real careful because. Yeah, that grizzly will claim that kill site. Yeah. And it'll be no longer yours. Right. And you won't be no longer yours either if you get in its way. So yeah. you got to be careful out here. They say you got to be tough to live out west. You got to be real tough to hunt or with grizzly bears out in montana yep and there we're getting more and more of them and smart um, not not necessarily tough you got to be smart yep there's uh not a whole ton over here in the bitterroot and sapphire mountains but there's definitely more and more of them well they had one on the golf course what i was just gonna talk about ago? that yep. yeah five minutes from my house on the golf course in town in town grizzly cruising through yeah then they uh relocated them uh, I'd have taken a mulligan on that hole. Yeah, it was a pretty piss poor relocation. If you had to ask me, they took him up to Lolo. Yeah, and the uh, the thing could just look down mm-hmm. to see where he came from. Right. Yeah. Of course, oh, he walks back. Yeah. There's the ninth <laughs> hole. And then they relocated him again. Came back into town. Yeah. And then they had to euthanize him. Did they euthanize him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They should just open it up. It's like with the wolves, right? You know, they're out there killing livestock killing elk uh, you know i mean they're just killing machines you know and now up along the border and stuff you got these uh where the, the timber wolves from canada mm-hmm. that are coming in. you ever seen a timber wolf dude they're a massive not creature. in person well i mean i might have i don't know they're huge if it's gray wolves or timber wolves i see but well you'll know a timber wolf because it's freaking about twice the size yeah i thought timber wolves were smaller and no. the gray wolf was the big one timber wolves are massive mm. yeah i think you're right uh oh it's like the What's the ones they have in, like, California? The red wolves or something? Those are the small ones, I think. Yuppie wolves. Yeah. But, uh, 
Yeah, they're uh, going to be bringing some wolves into Colorado, which uh, is probably not a good idea. Right. Um, now, well, at least in Montana, you can buy a tag to hunt wolves, right. as it should be. Right. You should be. A, I mean, they're overrunning everything for now, and um, they're going to probably relist them on the endangered species, though, and then, yeah, you know. I can the problem about a hundred ranchers that don't give a. The shit. problem with that is, uh, I have no problem with animals getting listed endangered when they're actually endangered. Right. But uh, like what happened in Montana and Idaho, right? Got the the number was ten packs or one hundred wolves, right? And they didn't take them off the list until there was eight hundred wolves. Well, you want to know what the main issue with that is? These environmentalists and these. Uh, the bureaucrats that are making these laws and rules guess how many of them probably hunt guess how many of them are probably oh you know, zero hunters? zero yeah I, I would bet i'd be willing to bet it's less than five percent mm-hmm. guess how many of them probably own livestock that's been killed by wolves zero right so it's like you know everybody well, they'll, own, they'll own livestock in like ohio yeah <laughs> they, yeah <laughs> and their idea of owning livestock is you know they got a goat on the property you mm-hmm. know or a rooster and they oh i own livestock uh no not doesn't work that way. Yeah, so that'll be uh, fairly interesting. Um, they actually have some wolves now that have just naturally migrated, which right. I don't see what the problem is with just waiting till more wolves naturally migrate down to Colorado. But whatever. So, well, it's you know, like I said, at least up here you can get a permit for it. You know, speaking of hunting, since we're doing your hunting podcast here, you know something that we need to do. We need to go down to Texas and we need to get in a chopper. And go on one of these hog hunts. Yeah, I just want to go hunt hogs in general. The helicopter thing seems pretty fun. But I do I want to just actually hunt them. Normal too. Well, I don't think it's that hard. I'm pretty sure no, you can yeah. buy a deal uh, you know, where you go you're on private land, mm-hmm. right? And uh, but I just think it'd be way more fun and and thrilling to blast them from a chopper. I do have an issue with uh they say it's like especially in Texas and like Florida. They yeah. say it's such a big deal, but then charge you money. They say it's, they're doing so much damage and then make you pay to go hunt down there. But well, whatever, it's your land. You can do whatever you want with it. So well, and choppers aren't cheap. Yeah, you know. But well, just regular hunt. Yeah, but then everybody, hunting. you know, but then everybody in there, anything that you can do. It's a two part question, right? Because anything that you can do to make a living or to make money, why wouldn't you? You know what I mean? That's true. If you had a bunch of land and you had wild hogs and you knew a bunch of outer staters were going to come to your land at your house and wanted to, you know, shoot up a bunch of hogs and you knew you could get away with charging them five grand to do it, would you not do it? No, I definitely would do it. Right. But I would like to think I wouldn't say we have a crazy hog problem and we need people to help us, but only if you pay us five grand. Marketing's marketing. <laughs> and the other thing is, is uh, I was actually talking to another buddy of mine that uh, out in Eastern Oregon, which is go for hunting heaven, right? You can go on these, uh, you know, you pay online and uh, you go out there and they put you on a flatbed trailer. But the flatbed trailer's got like couches and chairs. It's like mm-hmm. a double decker, you know, <laughs> and you get like the ranch hand or whatever that, you know, pulls it real slow across these like, you know, fields. And you just wear out your gun barrel just shoot and go first hmm. i mean you just as many as you can shoot that's definitely something i'll be doing this summer or spring i mean it's almost time another thing you should be doing this summer is uh shooting a bow 
to yeah. get ready for hunting season. That's right. I do need to. Uh, I need uh, to get you set up. Right. With a a nice compound bow setup, yeah. so you can extend your hunting season. And we just in general need to go hunting more. We didn't get out last year at all together. Well, we're both busy dudes. And the year before, I think we told this story on the now defunct episode I did with you. But I want to retell it because it's really funny. Um, <laughs> but I took Jared. Uh, well, actually, he took me hunting. Right up no tell him, Crick. Yeah, yeah. Blank, blank, uh, wildlife management area. And we get out of the truck, hike half mile, three quarters of a mile come up to this big steep hill nice glass and point and it's uh straight up so we start going we get about halfway up and uh jared's just rocking his fanny pack so he uh he's like <laughs> he's like uh you got any water <laughs> it looked way closer than yeah. it was i'm like uh yeah i got some water so i give him some water keep hiking up this this straight up hill and then jared stops again you got any snacks <laughs> so uh so i give him some uh, uh nature's finest fig newton bars Best which fig newtons ever <laughs> which i still buy them to it this changed day. his life yeah he still buys them to this day over two years later <laughs> true story <laughs> so then we get up to the top jared sits down takes a break start a fire because it's cold start glassing i just want to tell that story because it's still makes me chuckle yeah well shit that and that's the thing you know for the people that are i mean this is we're in the heart of the rocky mountains right and so you know a lot of people that hunt deer you know they're out on the open plains or you know they, they got little yeah, they got and, hills uh, you know and they call them mountains yeah but. deer stand or blind and stuff which there's nothing wrong with that it's just a different terrain no but out here you look at a mountain and you're like oh it's like a half hour hike Five hours later, you're still not there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The mountains out here are deceiving. Very, and I know that because I've hunted them deceiving. since 97, but I had never hunted in that particular spot, you know, where the Fig Newton story happened. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, you think I'd learn after all these years. I'm like, oh, it's just right there, you know. But, I mean, that was a steep, gnarly fucking hill to climb up. And, I mean, it still took 45 minutes. Yep. Yeah, we got to get you bow hunting. Jared and I happen to live in a world-class mule deer unit. Some of the biggest mule deer on the planet right live in our particular neck of the woods unfortunately it's very difficult to get a tag there they only give out 30 something tags 25 and, i think it yeah is. 25 or 30 tags and i think like a thousand people apply to it or whatever but, <laughs> right so of course they do. the odds are not in your favor but we can hunt uh mule deer doe we have lots of them lots of whitetail bucks and doe so we need to get you on an archery shooting plan so that you can bring home lots of meat this this fall and winter. You know, I actually had the, this is how tired and overworked I've been, right? And to my own doing, right? This last season, I'm sitting at home, and I actually had the mule, uh, the doe tag, right, for to shoot a muley on my own property. <laughs> and um, out, out your window if you wanted to. Literally. Mm-hmm. And I was so freaking tired, you know, from, you know, working and, you know, building our company and everything that I was just like, fuck it. Just let it live. Because <laughs> if I if I shoot it, right, that's the easy part. Now I got to go gut it. And then I got to freaking, you know, pack it. And then I got to put it, hang it in the barn. Then I got to take it to the processor and I got to skin it. And I got to do all this shit, right? 
And I got, then I got to clean my gun. I mean, like that's how lazy I was. Like I was like playing this in my head and I'm like, not only do I have to go gut this thing and process it and everything else, that's bad enough. I don't, I don't even want to take the time. I mean, I can clean my gun in 15 minutes. I didn't want to do that. Yeah. We got to get you out of that mindset though. Yeah. I was just like, fuck it. Just let it live. You know, you need to take it easy this fall so you can do more hunting. Bear season's right around the corner, so get your ducks in the row because we're going bear hunting, boy. Well, guess what? The only time I ever see bears is when they're not in season. Yeah, I can go typical. up Highway 12 and hunt the uh, Graves Creek Range and see bears all the time mm-hmm. and moose. Mm-hmm. I mean, they run across the road. I mean, it's like hunting grouse. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever gone grouse hunting and not killed grouse. I mean, every time I hunt grouse, I got one road out by where we live that you're like guaranteed to kill grouse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we got lots of good grouse spots over by us. And with bears, when it's not season, I see them all the time. The problem is I see them with cubs. And that's my thing on bear hunting, not because I have some like, uh, you know, moral compass issue or, you know, whatever. But, and I don't even know if, I mean, I haven't read the regulations on bear hunting because I really don't hunt bear because it's greasy. And I don't, I mean, I'd probably just make a rug out of it. But it's, uh, you know, I'd like donate the meat or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's like every time I see a bear, it's usually got cubs. And it's like, I just, you know, I don't want to kill a bear with cubs. No, you shouldn't want to. One, it's not legal nor ethically responsible. Is it legal? It's illegal. Is it? Yep. See, I just wouldn't do it anyways because I'm just like, you know, that's like their mom. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, I kind of have a problem killing does. You know, I don't have a... You yeah, know, it's, it's but one thing... if I see thing, a doe, like, with a fawn, I'm obviously not going to shoot it. You know, I just try to... Yeah, you know what I mean? It's one thing to to shoot an animal, kill it, dies right. quickly. Right. And to shoot a cub's mother, a sow, yeah. and then the thing is literally just starves to death right. or gets mauled. Exactly. By another bear, wolf, or whatever, so... Well, it's good to know that my moral compass is in line with the law. Yeah, at least with hunting. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean I'm sure there's plenty of stories we could. It's like that. What's that? I feel like uh, Rip Wheeler on Yellowstone in the one scene. I can't remember what season it was where uh, the uh, FWP gal's out there, you know, where she gets impaled by the fence. Mm-hmm. You know, which one, scene yep. I'm talking about? Yep. And she says, you know, at, before she gets impaled, right? They're right out there, and she says, there's a lot of stories about you, Mr. Wheeler. And he pauses and he goes, most of them probably true. It's <laughs> exactly how I feel. There's a lot of stories about you. Is that Jared. how you uh, live your life? Yeah, I always, that's how I answer that question. There's a lot of stories about you, Jared. I just, most of them probably true. And that's why you left Oregon. No, I, <laughs> I left Oregon on my own free will and thank God. And I will never, ever go back to that toilet of a state. They, and the sad thing is, is, you know, Eastern Oregon's all, you know, I mean, it's ugly as sin, right? But Southern Oregon is gorgeous. I mean, absolutely beautiful. Some of the nicest mountains you've ever seen, forest. I mean, it's green. It's, I mean, they call it the evergreen state mm-hmm. for a reason. And I love the scenery out there. I love going to the, uh, to the ocean. I like the, you know, atmosphere and I mean, the lake, I mean, beautiful country. It's the, you know politics and the people mm-hmm. that i have the issue with and mm-hmm. so it's like, as with most states that have been ruined yeah i just there's no amount of money in the world to get me to want to go back to oregon they do like to chase bigfoot out there i heard yeah it's like so one let's, of the big places for chasing bigfoot let's let's talk some some bigfoot talk some sasquatch 
or if uh, you're are a, you a Bigfoot believer? I do want to just uh, shout out to the Trailer Park Boys fans. Uh, we are talking about the the Sam Squinch. Have what? you ever seen Trailer Park Boys? They no. call it a Sam Squinch. I watch like one movie a year. So anyway, so Bigfoot, Sasquatch. I do believe at one point they were here. I do not believe they are here anymore. Yeah. However, I want them to be real, <laughs> but I do not believe they are real. <laughs> yeah. I, I, what about you? No, I'm not a I'm not a believer. Not I don't a believe believer in, in the big, same screench. No. Because here's what ruins it for me, right? Is if Bigfoot was real, you know, I mean, I remember as a kid, my dad was talking about Bigfoot, right? And somebody somewhere one time would have seen Bigfoot, right? Yeah, that's my thing is or shot him or captured him or something. Well, and the the Bigfoot believers will tell right. you that they're just so smart. That's why no one sees them. Right. But there's a lot of smart things that get spotted all the time. Right. And especially with the advent and implementation of game cams and trail cams. Right. One of them. Right. At you know we're talking twenty years of game cams would have caught a Sam Squanch. Right. Well, and it's. It, the other thing is, it's like you ever see these uh, shows on TV, these paranormal shows, and, you know, they're talking about, like, you know, they got their little meters and their monitor and all this shit, right? And, oh, yeah, you know, Jack's back from 100 years ago, and he threw the bookshelf over and whatever. And then one Google search, and it's like, yeah, the show's staged, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, Yeah. And so, like, so much shit. And I'm not talking fact checkers because I think fact checkers are straight clowns, right? I mean, <laughs> it's like the Facebook how ones. many fucking, like, honest to God, when it comes to fact checking, it's like how many pathetic, non-life-having fucking loser millennials did you get to do this fucking job? Oh, it's being fact checked. Oh, it's being fact checked. Oh, it's being fact checked. That's all you ever hear anymore. It's being fact checked. It's like, do these people not have a life? You know, like I go to the bar and become a fucking alcoholic or something. Like do something besides sit around and fact check shit. Like how pathetic is your life that you're a fact checker? I mean, really. But anyways, back to the Bigfoot. It's uh, no, I'm not a believer. And uh, I just, you know, hey, more power to all these people that get together on, you know, their Fridays or Saturdays or whatever they do and go out and hunt Bigfoot and put posters up and use all their shit. If that's what entertains them, hey, more power to you. I'm not knocking it. It's just ain't for me. Now, being over there uh, in the Pacific Northwest, did you ever fancy any gooey ducks? I don't even know what that is. Oh, that's disappointing. We always shot mallards. So, you don't know what a gooey duck is? No, I mean, unless they call it something different over there. Well, Google, it looks like a big dong, so just Google it, gooey duck. I don't want to Google a picture of a big dong. That's more up your alley. You Google a picture of a big dong. I'll put it on my search history, don't worry. I mean, I don't have a problem Googling gooey ducks, but if it looks like a big dong, I don't really want to look at it, to gooey be honest with you. duck. Yeah, they got these, uh, I don't know if it's Oregon or Washington, but that's what a gooey duck looks like. And it's in the Pacific Northwest. Quite the large gooey duck. Yeah, that's what she said. Uh, so, well, that kind of defeats that purpose. Cause I'm going to name my package a gooey duck. A gooey duck? Yeah, I'm going to go oh, home and tell my wife. Please do not, no. I'm going to go home and tell my wife, hey, you want to see my gooey duck? <laughs> please do not do that. I'm going to tell her you turn me on to it. As long as you become familiar with them, enjoy them, and then we go look for them. What, gooey ducks? Mm-hmm. Then it'll be okay. Yeah. I'm not really big into hunting big dong-looking things. 
Just saying. <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh, we got to get some bears on the schedule for us. Yeah. Got to get you tuned up with some archery gear. What's the fishing plan this year? What are we doing? I know a lot of people around, you know, fly fishing is huge here. I mean, it's a world attraction. Mm-hmm. People come from every freaking place to fly fish here right where we live. But I'm more of a lake guy. I don't like to go fish the, the creeks and the rivers. I would. It's like I will, but every tourist in America is out there doing it. All the guides are out there on the river. You got all the people floating the river, you know, in the summertime, drinking their beers and having a gale time and whatever. And I'm just not into that. And so to me, I like to go to the lakes, and whether it's a lake that you hike into, whether it's one that you take a boat out on. I'm more of a take the boat out. Stock the cooler full of brews. If I get tired in the middle of the day and I want to have a snack or take a nap, I just lay down on the deck of the freaking boat and take a nap and do some tanning. Do, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, catch a bunch of freaking lake trout or pike or, you know, whatever. And when I'm done, I just start the boat up and, and go, you know, because you can rent a boat. I don't have a boat, but you can rent one and uh, go do that. Or I could go buy one or, or whatever. That's but what we'll do. What? This summer. Yeah. We'll get the fans together. Yeah. We'll rent a boat, go up to Flathead, yeah. jig for some lake trout. Yeah. The lake trout and Flathead are monsters. Right. Absolute monsters. Right. And that'll be that'll be fun. We should do that. We'll go jigging for lake trout. Yeah. I'm always down to go do that. And I will. It's not like I won't fish a creek or, mm-hmm. or a river. It's just there's so much no, and insanity I agree. going and on on the creeks and rivers around here. Especially this last summer, um, nobody went to Disneyland. So I'm sure you drove over the bridge go to florence and it looks like a goddamn amusement park right exactly insane well it's because you got all the freaking white trash down there we're drinking their steel reserves and freaking you know a bunch of uh fucking toothless hillbillies basically you know have down no there. regard for other people no, and how they yeah. want to use the river yeah, they get fucking methed out of their minds and go down there and you know, bring their dogs shitting all over the place and fucking throw trash around there. It's like I, I just the place a mess, right? I just they're there from sun up me. to sundown. Yeah, one yeah. of my probably my favorite fishing to do is to hike in to the back country, find a nice lake. You're the yeah. only one there, right? And you catch fish till your arm falls off. It's going to be a short one today. We already did another podcast, right? This is the second one, so. For sure going to be a short episode uh we're going to have another guest on shortly and we hope you guys tune in for that so again we thank you for tuning in to jumping the string podcast check us out on instagram send us an email at jumping the string at gmail.com ask us a question we'll answer it on air for you or we'll just bullshit with you so either way it's going to be a good time guys thanks for tuning in and we'll see you soon